Kathy Mosasana on SAFM. It's 16 after 9 o'clock. We continue the conversation this morning. We uh, kick it off with veteran anti-apartheid activist, Reverend Frank Chikani. Uh, Reverend Chikani, good morning to you and thanks for your time this morning. Uh, good morning, ma'am, and good morning to your listeners. I suppose it is only with the rising of the sun this morning that we are able to fully take in the developments of last night and those images of the former president going into custody. Your own reflections on, on this moment, Reverend Chikani? Well, you know, I spoke about this moment last Saturday, and I said that this last, that last week, it's now two weeks, is going to test our demo, our constitutional democracy and its institutions and what we stand for, and whether or not uh, the the rule of law will prevail and that everybody will be treated equally before the law, and this is what happened this week. And uh, so I would like to say first that. I mean, I'm I'm pleased I watched it up to the end last night. I'm pleased that the former president decided to comply with the Constitutional Court because by not doing it, it would have risked lots of lives of people. And we kept on warning that we don't want in our history another Marikana that will be called Marikana too. And he helped a great deal, and I'm pleased that he made that decision, which mm. was correct. Secondly, I would like to say that we don't celebrate somebody going to jail, because that's not the issue. The issue is more about whether our constitutional democracy stands. If it failed on the basis that power determines or influence determines whether you go to jail or not, if you acted in contempt of a court, then it means our constitution will have no leg to stand on. All the criminals and you know syndicates would use the same. The issue of the militia, for instance, if you have armed people like the last weekend there to stop police from doing what they are supposed to be doing, then you have a lawless country. And and I'm pleased that, that that risk of a bloodbath was avoided. And so we must be proud as South Africans that the constitutional democracy we set up is sustaining and that those who commit crimes, like those who acted outside the law during the last weekend, will have to face the might of the law. Because if you don't do that, who will... Who will comply with the rules of uh, and and laws of the country? Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, the pandemic, we all put under lockdown for. If some could violate it and nothing happens to them, and the ordinary poor people who try to survive in a street get arrested and sent to jail or have criminal records, that's unacceptable. That's not democracy. Reverend, so that's yeah. what is good. I mean, I, that this is what is good about the last two weeks. But it is unfortunate that the former president had to go to jail. 
Reverend Chikani, you know, it's part of the sentiment that is being expressed on, on one hand that, yes, the rule of law has been upheld in this instance and as far as the obeying of the constitutional court order is concerned. Mm-hmm. On the other, we've had a great deal of people, especially the comrades uh, of former President Jacob Zuma, and, and perhaps you can reflect on this as, as somebody who's also one of um, his former comrades, well, I don't know if, you know, I, I'm <laughs> I'm not sure what yeah. the right language to use in this context is, really. Well, um, he is. He is my former, I mean, he is my comrade because we come from far with him. Yeah. Mm, mm. And, yeah. and, 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 and so the 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 meaning of this moment in the context of who this man has been in terms of the the fight for liberation in this country reflect on that for me are you feeling as saddened as others in terms of how the events around his life have unfolded well i'm saddened ma'am i i call this i mean my Dear wife used to be in the field of linguistics and literature. Kept on talking about tragic figures. You know, people who do good and end in a way that's unfortunate. And I must say that, unfortunately, uh, something went wrong. And that during the time he was in government... Um, um, the issues of state capture surfaced in a big way, and 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 nobody stopped it for a long time. And so, what was expected, really, in terms of the Zondo Commission, is that he would go and account for what happened during the time of his presidency. And he decided not to do so. And this is where I say it's a pity and a tragedy uh, that either he made wrong decisions or he was advised badly by some of the comrades who were working with him or lawyers. It really doesn't matter for me. No one can stand. I, I appeared at the commission. I've been in court before. You can't just stand up in court and walk away and the judge comes and says, uh, he's gone. Nobody does that. If you did that, you go to jail as an ordinary citizen. And that's unfortunate. It's such a simple matter that has taken him to jail. And the issues about corruption and the bigger cases are still coming. But this one was completely unnecessary to go to jail for. He should have just gone to the commission and even if you differ with the judge and the commission, but you still go as a, a law-abiding citizen and tell them why you differ with them, but you don't walk away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they made a fundamental mistake. Let's talk about the processes now that has been arrested. You are certainly at least reported in the business day that you have said that you are open to having the former president be given a presidential pardon. Explain to me in your own words what your position on this matter is. No, I was asked whether, you know, he should be given a pardon. I mean, Knowing that I worked in the presidency, I think that's what the, why the journalist asked me that question. Uh, so I didn't volunteer to have opinions about um, about a pardon. But I said, 
uh, for a person who needs a pardon, in my view. Now, there are complications. We, I was there. We had to deal with difficult political issues. Pardons are easier for ordinary people, but are not easy for political leaders because they get misunderstood. But I said, if really the former deputy president wanted, and he hasn't said so, pardon, then he would have to accept what has gone wrong and say, I'm sorry about this thing that has gone wrong. I made mistakes or I'm ready to account for what I'm accused about because there's lots of allegations at the commission. I'm ready to account and do so. And, and maybe a pardon could make sense in terms... Remember that the president acts on behalf of the people of the country. Uh, so if he did that, maybe it may make sense. But I think the South Africans at this point want those who were involved in state capture, engaged in or abated or allowed certain criminal activities to happen to account so that we can end that era and make sure nobody ever does that to us as a nation again. Mm -hmm. So that was the context within which we we dealt with that matter. But let me just say to you that, I mean, the cases we had to deal with when I was in the presidency were very difficult. There are regulatory issues you need to deal with. and, and, And the president should not be seen to be negating what the courts Fine. Uh, you would yeah. have to have a very good reason why you do it. Mm. Of course, Reverend Chikani, while we are in this moment and there's so many different links that people are making to the broader situation that this country finds itself in, in as far as corruption is concerned, what is clear is that corruption in this country does not center on the individual or the person of former President Jacob Zuma. We still, today, three years after he has left office, are dealing with mass scandals of the endemic nature of, of corruption. Yeah. When, we, when I participated in establishing Defend Our Democracy campaign, we made it very clear and I've been consistent about it. This is not about the former president of the country. It's about all these people who have were elected into positions of responsibility and authority, use abuse their authority to facilitate cor- corrupt activities to enrich individuals and themselves and collaborate with those who are in the private sector who are also corrupt. All the evidence in the commission showed that it's not just about the former President Zuma. It is about all these comrades who participated in corrupt activities, steal money from the poor, sewer systems are running in the street, asbestos roofs and projects that collapse whilst people steal money and buy expensive houses, cars, and etc. 
at the expense of the people. That's really what we are talking about. So defend our democracy. It's against all those who abused their position. Those people... And we need to arrest them. And that's, that's what we need to do today. As they do it, anybody who does it, must know they will end up in jail. Reverend Chikani, those people are in the ANC. Some of those people are part of the ANC. There are some who have gone as far as saying it is because of the ANC that the country finds itself in the position that it is in today. How much accountability and responsibility does your movement take for the state of affairs? Yeah, you, you see, I don't want to confuse the to defend our democracy with the ANC. If you, if you want me to answer that question, not as defend our democracy, because defend our democracy is not about parties, it's not about the ANC. It's the people of South Africa mobilized to be the last line of defense when the party fails, when the government fails, when parliament fails, they act. But if you want me to answer that question, I would take off my, my head of defend our democracy and talk as a veteran of the African National Congress. And I've made it very clear that the problem is not the African National Congress, it's corrupt people within the African National Congress. And those are the people we need to deal with. And those are the people who must go to jail. And it doesn't matter whether they are your comrades or no comrades. They must go to jail because they abuse the positions that the people entrusted them with. And so it doesn't matter which party people belong to. By the way, this corruption goes across the board, including private sector, etc. Sure. So I, I, I took a stand from... 2015, if you can remember. That's why we ended up with the 101 Veterans Group to say this thing must end. And I'm happy that we are ending it. It's coming to an end. And all those who continue stealing people's money will go to jail because they will have no cover anymore. They used to have people who defended them and those who collaborated and wanted to take the party, the country, um, down with them. I've used the imagery of Samson, who went to the pillars of the temple, pulled it down, and all the leaders died with them. So instead of going to jail, they want to pull down the country, and we are saying no. That's my position. Reverend Frank Chikani, let me thank you so much for your time this morning on The Talking Point. Veteran anti-apartheid activist, where has the time gone? Uh, It's just after 9.30. Your latest news headlines up next. On the other side of this, Professor Susan Boyson joins us, and then I'll take your calls. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. So you heard there the words of Reverend Frank Chikani. I'm sure you'll have plenty to say. I'll be taking those views on 011-714-2006 on the WhatsApp line 0614-104-107. Professor Susan Boyson is an analyst and author of Precarious Power, a book on the ANC. Professor Boyson, good morning to you. Professor Boyson? 
Good morning, Kathy. Oh, there we go. I can hear you loud and clear now. You've for a long time followed the life and times of former President Jacob Zuma in the context of the history that you have been recording. What is this moment? How do you describe it? Where does it fit in? Kathy, it is such an important moment. It's one also that comes with such bittersweet sensations and mixed feelings. It is momentous that this form of justice, it was a minor instance of justice, was being served. And one heard Reverend Frank Shikani and that anticipation, hope that so much more is going to happen in ANC, that this is, it's, it's in a way, a turning point. And yet it was so difficult for the ANC to actually get you this point, and we must not overestimate the significance of this point, but it was difficult for the ANC to come. It had to circumvent threats to the constitutional democracy that South Africa is to the supremacy of the law. It had to seemingly negotiate to a former President Zuma about the threat of not unleashing a second Marikana. And these all place definite constraints on the significance of the moment. And we know that it also demonstrated, even if it's equality before the law, mm. in some respects, the former president is accountable, but also to ordinary citizens, it demonstrated how much money and influence and power it takes to get that to get to this form of justice and the long term damage to not just South Africa's democracy but also to the ANC. I think we're going to suffer that and that's going to be revealed over a long time to come. Mm. Do you think that there will not be some who sit and look at this moment and see it specifically unfolding, even in through the judicial process, as a moment that has been maybe not fully orchestrated, but that has been used to target the former president, and at the same time having no real meaning in terms of what it translates to when it comes to the ordinary systems of justice in the country and what it is that ordinary people are able to experience. Yes, that is a fascinating issue. This. And, and the, about the president, former president being a target, he is a symbol, definitely, of so much that has gone wrong over a long period, over about 20 years in South African politics, and the damage that was wreaked in that process. He symbolized his, uh, the corruption and the rot and the capture and had a big personal role in it, of course, but it is also it also goes so far beyond him. And in there, that lies the message for ordinary citizens as well, that yes, the arms of justice reach and eventually will get to individuals, but there is so much an inequality and inequality in access to the resources that of course in between mm. and for many citizens that will leave a bit a very bitter taste in their mouth what does this mean for the anc as an organization i imagine there will have to be a great deal of reflection on this moment as well for, for them 
Oh, indeed. It is an important moment for them. And we we saw that in the last few days, also in Deputy Secretary General Jesse Duarte's briefing the other day, where she emphasized we love, we, the ANC, love the former president. He's one of us. And that is such a fine balance for the ANC to try to strike. And I'm not sure they're striking it yet because they want to continue demonstrating their loyalty and not their rejection or targeting or purging of the former president, want to keep him, and he has significant, in the province of KwaZulu-Natal especially, he has some significant support bases there, and other people who can be mobilized. And that is such a vexed issue for the ANC on how to... Bring justice to be seen to be meeting our justice or overseeing mm. justice being meted out, and yet not to alienate former president. And with that comes not that they are still trying not to alienate so many other people who have been doing wrong, who should, as Reverend Frank Shikani is saying, be going to jail. But the ANC simultaneously wants to keep them very close to its chest so that they don't become alienated, don't mobilize against the ANC, don't find their way into other political parties. All right. Professor Susan Boyson, let me thank you so much for your time on the show today. Uh, she is an analyst and author of Precarious Power, uh, among some of the pieces really that uh, she has written in as far as uh, that book is concerned. And you can also find a lot of her analysis on Mistra.